Hey guys, so this whole time, throughout this entire episode, you're going to be hearing us deal with like technical issues and all, and there's some like audio issues throughout it. Listen, I understand it's frustrating. I get it. Don't be too hard on us. This is all super, super like on the fly. We're already live. We're already dealing with this stuff. Every now and again, you're going to hear a cut. It's because the audio issues were really bad for a hot second, so I had to cut it or um or whatever sometimes like at the beginning of this you're going to hear it kind of jump in randomly because i had to cut the first couple minutes out of it so again i apologize try not to be too hard on us um try to be better in the future uh, i love you guys i hope you enjoy welcome to the f- <laughs> welcome to the fucking wiretap <laughs> so this is where i just bring on like usually musicians but like artists just in general it could be visual it could be musical it could be whatever the fuck and we just like kind of talk shop and shoot the shit and stuff but yeah, going, yeah going back to just like experimentation like i mean fucking all you have to look at see how many like experimental rap projects are coming out nowadays comparison to like experimental metal tracks and stuff like that i mean it's there's no comparison you have you have people who are just like insanely visionary and talented like I mean, just in the sheer, like, last year, 100 Gex, like, blew up to what it is, and fucking, you also got, like, all of Hyperpop that, like, fringes on rap a little bit, you got, like, Death Grips, and Danny Danny Brown, and fucking, obviously, MF Doom, and there's so much, like, experimentation, and so much room for it in rap, whereas in Metal What, you got, like, Health, and you got, like, Tech Death, and stuff like that, but it's, like... Fuck man, there's only so many different ways you can reskin the same cat. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like a lot of bands in metal too have just been kind of like trying to recreate the same thing that Slipknot did with their first record. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Since then, like metal really yeah. hasn't been like the same. One hundred percent. It's like I don't know. Metal music kind of irritates me nowadays because a lot of bands really are just trying to like do what slipknot did and it's like slipknot did what slipknot did and that shit was tight but even at this point like more recent slipknot like i can't say i'm a fan of personally but like everybody's just trying to like ride that wave and i don't really know why and i feel like a lot of people in rap really like rap kind of idealizes like individualism and like the persona part of it is kind of a fucking sham but the actual like mindset of like staying your own lane like do your own thing it's like don't try to impress people like because that's not really the whole fucking game it's literally like create what you create and if people fuck with it they fuck with it you know yeah exactly i mean like i mean uh, an example of someone i feel like it gets kind of trapped in his uh persona is a little darky i feel like he gets trapped in his persona all the goddamn time because he just asked everyone likes the really crazy like insane tracks where he just kind of pops off but like one of my favorite tracks in his first record was um was a composition five i think it was like an acoustic it was like a fucking acoustic track that he like sung really sadly on and that's like not his normal shit but like i really liked it i thought it was great yeah no i like the craig zen has that too he has a couple of just like weird tracks on this EP. I think it was the last one he released where it was literally just like a bunch of like emo music, like straight up emo, like acoustic music. Fuck, and it was yeah. nothing similar to what he normally does on like his super aggressive stuff. I thought it was super interesting. 
Yeah, like a, a great a great example, I think, of just how versatile rap can be and like how much you can make it your own is like um, Rico Nasty's last album that she put out. Like almost every track on that album was different in some way. Like she she put out like a straight hyper pop song. She put out like one of her classic like kind of rage vibes kind of songs. And then she she put out like a couple club songs, a couple R and B songs, like a couple really sad slow songs. Like it, she just put out so much like so much different variety and they're all good to some extent in this one album and it was just like that's what rap can be it can be what you want to make it yeah yeah rico nasty is a really good example too she's a super versatile artist she's fucking badass hear me now hey oh there there we go let's go gamers let's fucking go are you connected to the wi-fi or 4g are you connected to the wi-fi 4g how many bars do you have like bars, okay. I should bars. bars. I got big bars, bro. Spit this plane. Five G is giving us cancer. Like, dude. <laughs> like, dude. Like, the, the funniest part is, is that like with anyone, with any other people that I'd be doing this with, like I'd be hella stressed right now. But I'm not even fucking stressing because I know our conversation is gonna be great. Uh, yeah. You guys are the fucking boys. I love talking with you guys. I love hanging out with you guys. So it's just like I'm, I'm not stressing at all right now. Yeah, I'm just bro, it's fucking good to see you straight up. Yeah, dude. It's oh, been yeah, fucking well, it's five minutes. Free flow, how we talk, anyways. You know. Oh yeah, it's just we, like that. It's always been like that for years. Yeah, dude. Like, dude, I remember when we went to that show at the Real Art, and you were just like, "Hey, I gotta go. I gotta go somewhere real quick. You want to come with?" And I was just like, "Fuck it, why not?" And I just like rode around in your car with you, like running some errands real quick. It was tight. It was like one of my favorite <laughs> yeah, conversations we've yeah, had. Dude. It was, just, <laughs> it was just super chill. That's oh, great. Yeah, it's it's great to have connections like that. And like honestly, Tucker, like we we really look up to what you do. And like seriously, it's great for some from the scene to have podcasts like this. You know, because podcasting has become so big, and to be able to promote artists and then give your opinion on or it's constructive to everybody all the time in every way. Yeah, you know? like it's win win win. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, I, I like doing it. Podcasts are really chill. I, I like I like just kind of the really chill vibe that that podcasts have, where it's just kind of free flow. Because like I, I see I see because I listen to a lot of podcasts because I work overnight on a uh, at a grocery store and it sucks dick. But like I listen, so I listen to a lot of podcasts and music, and um, so like a lot of podcasts are either like all like all like joking, nothing serious at all, like just like bunch of shit talking which is fun it's great i love it but then there's also podcasts where it's like all serious no joking like it has to be that way it's a serious interview or whatever and it's like why can't we get both i think that's fun especially for musicians because we all do things differently exactly like i i interviewed um ground feeder last night and uh in seattle and that shit was like was so different from um most of the other people i've interviewed like I, last time I did a We Are All We Have episode, it was with uh, Shay from Cut Both Ways. And, like, the answers are, even though it's, like, same genre, same area, same scene, they're so different. And I asked them basically the same questions. I asked them, like, very similar questions. And the, the responses are just completely fucking different. Just shows how, like, diverse musicians can Definitely. be. Yeah. And, like, something else I wanted to ask. So And our scene, especially. Oh, dude, yeah. Our our scene is so wacky. Our our music scene's so fucking wacky. Not even yeah, counting like other genres. <laughs> Not even counting like other genres. Just metal in general. Like the metal and PNW scene is fucking weird, man. 
bro like i just mix mm-hmm. i miss all the fucking milk spills bro like old prying yeah. free bills and stuff with like yeah. bands like battle stations and then having like uh that one show that we had with like cherry tomato music like battle stations prying free and then there was like some other fucking band that played that night that was just like a super offshoot from even all three of those bands it was like like this is the scene, bro. Like this is wild. Dude, like you just guys are like these the different kings. Things. You guys are the kings of mix bills. You guys always played mix bills, and I really liked it. Fatty fucking mix bills, dude. Mix bills are so fun here because there's there's so many different kind of genres. I think my second show ever playing playing like a live show was a super mix bill. We we my band played first, and we we're like melodic death metal, and then like the next band that played was uh was like a pop punk band. Like in that, nice. and then like the next band I think was like a, I think it was another melodic death metal band, and then the next band was a hardcore band, and then the next band was a metalcore band, and like that was just the show, and it was super cool, it was chill, with a bunch Hell of people, yeah. yeah. That's that's how I met um, Vesuvian actually. Vesuvian. Like, mm-hmm. Where are you Dude, I played so many shows with that band. They're they're like a chill like kind of they mix like melodic death metal with power metal. They're they're weird. They're wacky. I, I like them a lot. Yeah, they had a cool vibe. I wish uh, or no, they're they're still doing stuff. That's right. I forgot about that. They they came back. I forgot. Anyways, though, fucking super off track. <laughs> super off track. Um, I was gonna ask. Um, so how much um how much do you guys like record because i feel like you guys put out a new song like once every two weeks or something and it's kind of crazy how much you guys put out a lot more than what we put out (laughs) (laughs) yeah we have we have a whole vault right now there's there's like so much music that people haven't even heard yet like those tracks that we just put out recently with that little ep are literally like some of our best tracks but like this some of our best yeah but it was like that's just some of them like there's so many more that we just have on the low i guess and i don't know we record like quite a bit i mean if rick's not in the stew recording something or the boys aren't in the stew recording something i'm typically whipping something up like making beats or something you know also as a rapper my life's really easy because carl produces my beats and i feel like he literally pulls sounds out of my dreams so like i don't i used to just like religiously write to youtube beats kind of shit because that's before carl started producing and i I can't even like youtube beats are dope and there's some great music but like i just don't feel like i relate to other people's like produce production like the way i relate to carl's so like whenever he writes a beat like i'll just write a track it just feels like so organic it It just it makes the process super fucking easy and fun Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, no, you guys, you guys put out some like wild, wild, wild shit, and like especially that the EP you guys just put out, it was it was super interesting. I really, I really liked it. I ended up really, really liking it, and like, okay. God, dude. Yeah, no, you guys have like a definitely like an interesting sound for this, like especially being a group. I feel like you guys have a lot of dynamics with being in a group, and a lot of uh, what's the word? Um, uh, charisma, I guess, is like a fine word for it. But like you, you guys definitely vibe with each other really, really, really well. We all just kind of came up with each. Other. I mean, I'm kind of the fucking little brother of the group, but like I've known all these kids and I've seen watched them all grow up at like before me, kind of shit. So it's kind of awesome to just now be able to like make music with all of them and just make music with my friends. It just fucking makes everything super easy. 
Hell yeah. Yeah, no, like definitely. Like it's it's a hundred percent like watching you guys do like the transition to just being like, Oh, we're doing a rap group to like actually like going through and doing it and like doing something interesting and different. I, I think it's, I think it's really cool. Cause not a lot of people will do that, especially with like how accessible it feels like it is nowadays. I mean, anyone can get the fucking cracked version of FL studios and just fucking become a producer or whatever. In the day. You know, like, <laughs> don't say that, bro. Don't say that. They might have to take down like half of my catalog. <laughs> I mean, it's true as fuck though. Like, like I, I see people that are like, Hey, my SoundCloud's up, bro. Like go, go run it up. And I'm like, okay then i go and look i'm like man this is like little nephew beats like i I definitely can tell you like just downloaded that full studios you just like no plugins just raw as fuck which i can yeah you just got a splice account and just started throwing shit down bro oh yeah (laughs) that's how we all get started bro it's like yeah bro the beats like syncopate and stuff it's like yeah but you're rapping shit so like you can't rap over a syncopated beat my guy like like barely anyone like you gotta be good as fuck like Otherwise, everybody just, just finds a fucking like chief keef type beat and they're just like oh, bro i'm gonna be the next sosa it's like no <laughs> sorry sorry dude have you ever seen one, those... one thing people make one, uh, one what i've learned from me like i i haven't listened to music most of my life so i'm learning this all for the first time as i go through kind of shit fucking what i found is like a lot of people the only people i've seen that make music that isn't like what they're happy with kind of shit is people that come into a studio with expectations like this is what i want to sound like or this is like what i want it to be like whenever like they like I've seen people come in with that, that's when it, it never is that kind of shit. So like if you go in with just the expectation of having fun, I know people that like never rap kind of shit and just like spin on bar, but they're just having a good time and then it's like hard. And it's like one of our like uh things here is only banners kind of shit. Cause like if you're not gonna have a good time making it, like don't do it kind of shit. Like if you don't go in with it, that's just kind of organic, just raw mentality, like it's not going to work out how you think it is but if you go in with that you're going to come away with something you can be happy with and that's what matters yeah exactly and it's like dude like especially with like how dude it's so accessible to be a producer nowadays i mean like you can learn how to make a fucking like a super simple beat just in like five minutes on fucking youtube like it's so easy to just be like uh, oh I, i make beats or whatever but like i feel like you you have to be that's what separates like people who make beats from people who are producers i feel like or like people who like really get into it because like i would never i would never look at chrome like oh you make beats bro like because that's just not what you do you you know what you're doing and you know how what what you want and you you definitely have like a grasp on like what you're trying to do but like you know like if like if i were to pick up fl studios or whatever like i'd be a beat maker because i just don't know what the fuck i'm doing and like i feel like a lot of people try to pat like jump the gun like a good example of it is like a lot of videographers and i made this mistake too well when they start doing music videos they'll try to hit up like the biggest band they can get their hands on and that have that be like their first music video and it's like mm-hmm. no dude you're shooting yourself in the foot like don't do that to yourself yeah. you're gonna make a bunch of mistakes it's gonna come out like trash and you're gonna have to deal with yeah. that being what you did and thankfully the music video i did like that never came out thankfully i i'm very happy it didn't because now i'm actually like now that i've learned a lot now i'm actually like happy when something comes out because i'm like ah i'm, I'm proud of that it's before if that shit came out i'd have it'd be the th- like thing that keeps me up at night <laughs> just like the cringe <laughs> yeah well, it's like it, it's all a fucking process you know it's all a learning process it's like i i look back i'm never happy with anything i make like for real like it's very rare that i'm happy <laughs> with anything that i make like you can everyone can fucking attest to that and 
like I look back on the older things and I realize like the progress that I've made just even though like I look at some beats that I am like super stoked on like I could wake up the next day and write something totally fucking different and be like happier about that I'll look at that thing the day I made before and be like that was kind of ass comparatively because it's like I like to see the progress and like see the change in like how my style has developed and is still developing you know it's like it's all about developing your own fucking style and creativity and like allowing it to just like express itself yeah exactly it's like it's just allowing allowing yourself to kind of flourish and figure out where your like strengths and weaknesses are like Mm -hmm. like for me my my biggest strength is my editing i i love editing i love making shit i mean and like and so that's like my biggest strength by far but my biggest weakness is like i'm not super good at sound i'm also not super good at lighting as you can tell from my shit webcam right now (laughs) like (laughs) like like that's just what i'm not as good at and so like that's always the biggest challenge for me, but I'm aware of that so that I can work on it and stuff. But if I, if I was just like, nah, dude, I'm rad. I'm fucking sick, bro. Like I, I would just never work and all, everything come out trash and be super delusional. And you see people like that yeah. sometimes. And it's like, yeah. that's rough. That's a rough one existence. thing. I've, one thing I've noticed watching Carl is like the, what makes like, um, like the, the being a rapper different from being a producer kind of shit is like, I don't have to have what I call the ear kind of shit. Just like, Carl will just take three samples Carl that just he hears, put them together, and it works. And I, that's why I call it the ear kind of shit. He has that fucking, like, his brain knows what goes where kind of shit. Whereas, like, as for, like, a rapper, most of my shit's just, like, pure chaos. Like, I'm not thinking about a single goddamn thing while I'm writing my verses. It's just, like, it will figure it out after kind of shit. Whereas, like, Carl producing, he just has a really, like, structured... It's not too structured in a way where you can't, like, explore it, but it's just, like, he just... Like you said, he knows what he wants, kind of shit. That's fucking it's awesome to watch. Just oh, yeah. him just make a fucking great beat in like ten minutes. It's like fuck you, <laughs> dude. Watching people like people like that who are just really good at something that something like that. It's just like God. I guess I'll just quit then. Fuck. Yeah. I have that. I had that the other day, bro. My fucking homie, like Forrest Kai, the guy who produced No Need on our fucking EP. He's my fucking man, and. Yeah, like he doesn't drop too often. I've only heard like a handful of his beats. Like when the first time I heard the beat for No Need, I was like, "Yeah, I need that, bro." And he fucking let us spit over it. But day. <laughs> he dropped this little like EP of like forty-five second beats recently, and like a couple of on there had me so shook. I was like, "I should probably just quit, bro." Like I think I suck. <laughs> Ricky's like sitting in my room. I'm like, "I think I'm fucking terrible, bro." Like I this this is like really fucking awesome. So it's like it's cool to see other people have that capability. It's like, damn, bro. Dude, I feel that like there's a there's a channel called uh, quarter digital and they do a lot of visual effects stuff and every time i watch one of their shorts i'm like god i guess i'll just fucking stop doing visual effects i guess i can just go <laughs> fucking leave now we've achieved it it's fine yeah. it's like that's kind of the self-critical like part of an artist like i don't i haven't met a lot of artists that don't like even great artists will have that like whether he's like oh my god i can't do that but then the other artist is looking at him like oh my god i can't do that yeah so it just kind of, i think it's like just a self-critical nature of like being an artist it, like doesn't necessarily allow you to like appreciate your own music um am i allowed to talk on like about drugs on here at all i don't yeah, know like yeah, we just yeah like, go ahead i mean nobody goes one fuck, one of the most liberating experiences as an artist i've ever had is taking mdma and listening to your own music 
Because I feel like as an artist, when you make your own music and listen to it, you have all these kind of like your self-critical nature and like your ego is kind of like analyzing everything like more than it needs to be. And so like, that's what I learned, like what by like taking MDMA and listening to my music. I feel like I got to like hear what everyone else gets to hear without all the other bullshit that like, I add on to it kind of yeah. shit. So I feel like that's a big reason. Like when an artist hears his own music, he adds kind of like, I don't know aspect about it when everyone else in the room is like, holy fuck kind of oh, shit yeah especially with mdma like you're so you're so like just open to like to just hearing stuff for how it is i mean that, that, i feel like that would definitely be like a super liberating experience 100 percent. something else i wanted to ask you guys about is um so you guys have been working collaboratively cr fuck whatever that word is uh as a group for like a really long time now uh, how do you guys like working with each other, especially? How are you guys liking that? Boundaries. That's what I've learned a lot. Fucking um, like uh, and just be open and talk and kind of don't like hide shit and fucking and since we're all friends, it's easier to confront. It's easier to confront each other. And as long as we've been doing that, everything's been smooth sailing, pretty much. Just the ability to be like, this is like what this means to me. This is what this means to you. And we're going to be somewhere in the middle. And that's like a good thing kind of shit. But like, if you start like holding off your feelings and your emotions and fucking just kind of like depressing shit, that's when everyone starts to get a little weird because it's not like honest kind of shit. But we've been pretty forward with all of our group members and they've been pretty forward with us. So it's worked pretty damn well, even through the hiccups. Nice, nice. I feel like I feel like I, I always ask that to people. Who are like in groups because it's 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 like a fucking relationship man working in a working in a band or like a group or whatever it's like it's 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 a lot join ops join ops has kind of gone through like different phases of having group members and we've had people in and out of fucking yep. join ops and like we've kind of had to like find the people who are right for it and like as of now, I'm pretty sure everyone who's in join ops is kind of just like on the same fucking page for the most part, at least about the whole music side of it, you know? Yeah. And like, do it's like another thing I tend to always ask people is like, what's like the pros and cons of doing this as a group, especially for rap? Cause like I ask this to bands all the time, but it's like, it's kind of hard to be a solo artist in like a punk or metal band. I mean, you can definitely do it, but it's like a little bit harder. Whereas with rap, you could definitely do anything you want solo. So it's like, what's like the pros and cons for being in a collective for rap for you guys, at least. Pros, I'd say the input that everyone can put in can be super beneficial because it's like even though i have my style of beats it's like when i have everybody in the studio i like to hear what they have to say about it you know or like what they want to hear in certain parts like different effects that they want to use like my like specter he he really pushes like the same kind of things that i try to push for and that's like variation and i'm i've really tried practicing with variation especially in like drums and patterns and fucking organizations of like samples and whatnot and we've really been like getting better i've like been getting better and started noticing how i can start adding variations throughout my beats and fucking music um to just like switch it up make it different you know not just be like the same thing over and over and over but like give every single every single bar its own flavor you know so like having the input from other people is always really cool because it allows you to like not necessarily see flaws but like see criticism and criticism from people who are like-minded type of thing so definitely definitely that 
maybe the connections that people can provide because um our man's yoshi the kid posted a crabs track um featuring gate or specter and yoshi and like it, it's almost at like 2000 plays and like join ops has never done anything quite like that like we were typically pushing like 100 we were going for 100 each time but now it's like we're pushing like 200 on most of our tracks like two days two three days after dropping them like our highest track is 500 almost six and like you know small steps but like you know having someone who has the capability of like sending out like a group message to a bunch of people and those people will check out their song or whatever it's like that brings attention to the join ops page like it all works really nicely the connections that everyone has like just even outside of our friend group are just really cool yeah i think i feel like that's that's a good thing to have especially especially for rap because it's so like such a saturated genre especially in the yeah. underground it's like yeah. i feel like that's a really important thing to have is like a sense of community and a sense of like if, if like just a sense of like hey you scratch my back i scratch you but you're back and we all just kind of chill yep. kind of thing yeah yeah it helps combat and, and it's the... like a... oh sorry no go, go and ahead. it's like a it's like a wider net too so like if we if we do a show and like someone feels like they can relate to me or my music and maybe someone else like doesn't as much there's like four or five other people kind of shit. it's like a fucking buffet instead of like an entree kind of shit oh yeah 100 percent. and like it's always just it's just interesting like especially especially rap man like rap i feel like is such an interesting genre there's nothing else quite like what rap can do and what it can be especially in the underground especially in the underground yeah I feel like the underground of rap just like has come such a long way and will always remain like such a way, but like still has so far to go, especially with all these like new emerging artists and everything that are what's saturating the current hip hop that we see. It's just like all these different people are coming out and like we're eventually it's going to have to sift through them and the people that really like show their own true style and are true to it are going to be the ones that like stick out, you know? exactly and like just with recording in general and just like putting stuff out it's 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 interesting to see also the different kinds of like styles of putting stuff out like because like you, you were saying there there you guys have a lot of songs that like the public just hasn't heard because you you didn't think it was like up to snuff with everything else you guys have put out and like i feel like there's some artists who just put out fucking anything who are just like well i wrapped half of this first so like fuck it we'll just finish the song and throw it out and then there's other people who like take fucking years to put out like a track because it's just like they want it to be perfect and they want it to be exactly though i will say like i want to have join ops as main projects but then i also want to have what i call like garbage dumps where like i still want that music to be heard to some degree but it doesn't have to be on like the front page like i would like to at some point just like have like a join ops like maybe second page or something where we like drop like our unreleased shit kind of shit because i still feel like it's like we still put that energy into it and i feel like it shouldn't go to waste but yeah no when it, you want to you want to be specific about like when you're like pushing something like what it is you're pushing absolutely with my with my old band with uh scourged we we had a second project that we never released anything for but it was like a really shit eating like slam meme project that was just absolute garbage we just sampled a bunch of shit had like overbearing breakdowns like super garbage six four chords just it was yeah. like complete trash garbage but we were just like it's fun so we're gonna keep doing it <laughs> i kind of want to hear that bro <laughs> dude we never recorded any of it it makes me so sad we had some because like we had our set was 
was short because we had five songs and we dropped one of the songs mm-hmm. we didn't like it as much and so uh yeah. our set was always like short and so we always improv like one song at the very end and those are always like the slam songs that we de- we'd end up being like oh we should put a sample of something here and then like have this breakdown and then that lead into this and we'll just and we would just jam that whenever we're bored to practice it was always really fun i wish we ended up recording any of it <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think it's it's really like just interesting to see like what people want to put out in the world and stuff and put out for everything. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I always like hearing what people have to fucking do and seeing what people have to do. I like supporting small guys because it's just cool. Like I met I met a couple different people just on Instagram and stuff. They're like making beats and like whatnot. And like I got homies out in Australia now, like who just like drop stuff every now and then and it's always just like dope as fuck it's like i like i, I like all the fucking people i've met throughout music and all that just like through underground support dude i feel like be- i feel like australian rap's kind of fire though like with, with how <laughs> probably much, is, like bro. like bro like i feel like there's kind of fire out there like i don't know what it is about australians like i i watch i watch a lot of like just australian like I watch a lot of Australian YouTubers and like streamers and stuff just because I like their humor. Yeah. But like, so like, I feel like rap, their rap would be like kind of insane. Like, kind of how, um, kind of how like uh, British rap is like grime or whatever. Like, I feel, I feel like it just has to be wild. I feel like it has to be weird. But um, grime is definitely, <laughs> definitely a style. It's, it's an A style. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely I'm trying is. to get I'm trying to get Carl to get like slow tie slowly but surely. Oh, yes, Dude, I actually went back and listened. I actually went back and listened to uh, Slow Tie's album like a couple nights ago. It was kind of fire. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's 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 not bad. I just like something about UK accents is just really funny to me. I don't know. It's just like ever since I heard that man's not hot track, I'm literally just like that's all I hear. And like, uh, I, I'm sorry, I got to feed my cat. I'll be back in like a minute. Go, don't worry about it. Go ahead. <laughs> like, dude, like every time I hear slow tie rapping, um, every time I didn't hear, I heard I hear slow tie rapping like at all. He is just like. <laughs> I always just think like, blimey, mate, my man got, my man walked down to the pond and it's like, fuck, yeah. Jesus. Like he's talking. And he's a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and like he's talking about like real shit. He's talking about like, like one of the songs I really like was called Doorman. And like the whole point of the song was like talking about um how like, uh like was talking about like drug addiction. But like the, every throughout the entire fucking thing, I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, you know, fucking British man complains about drugs. I guess that's what's that's what the vibe is. I guess it's just how it goes. It's I how guess. it goes. Also, because shout they out. can't get anything over there, bro. Everything's oh, yeah. like black market shit in the UK. Yeah, no, I think I think the sample you used at the end was like a, it was like a news reporter talking about how glue is one of the biggest like issues over there for drug use because it's like easy to get a hold of. And I was just like, hold on, what the fuck did you just say to me? What glue? Glue? man sniffing glue over there there's like a huge underground market for like nitrous in the uk there's like oh, whole yeah, i'm sure about it damn also but really quick shout out <laughs> shout out retro bros for the five dollars we love you thank you thank you yeah shouts out bro Sh- shouts out thank you <laughs> I, I don't have the alerts set up right now I, I i forgot to reset them up on this computer i'll get them set up soon though thank you so much that means a lot though 
it's gonna pay for my fucking dinner tonight let's go uh, yeah. uh. <laughs> let's go um yeah no like especially dude just like looking at other countries music it's so interesting to see like what they pull from like did you did you know there's like a i mean i'm sure you guys know you guys are in the metal but like there's a huge like indonesian metal scene like death metal specifically it's like a really big indonesian death metal scene it's like it's kind of wacky death metal yeah interesting there's like i've never heard there's like they're just out there fucking playing like cannibal corpse style death metal and just vibing in indonesia and it's like damn that's that's kind (laughs) of sick though that's pretty sick (laughs) there's just it's something something interesting about about just people just taking something they heard from one place and then watching them try to make it themselves in like their own way because like dude just it's wait, nature wait till they get it wait till they get a hold of death grips dude oh bro it's over <laughs> it's over i want to see the guillotine video but some indonesian kid in the car like just driving around instead of mc ride <laughs> so i see a kid in the hijab just yell guillotine hell loud <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Death Grips, uh, did you guys hear their uh, his their most recent release? I forgot what the, what the fuck it was called. I think uh, it had like black paint on it and shit. Like here, let me let me check really quick. Um, year of the Snitch. Yeah, Year of the Snitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you guys hear that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I heard it. Fuck yeah. How'd you guys How'd you guys like it? Were you guys into it? It's it's not my favorite it. by them, but it's pretty tight. There's like Black Paint has like that whole like two step riff in it that's like super hard, and then Shit Show's pretty tight. Um, Had a lot more of a couple other on there, too, but like it's not my favorite. Like Government Plates has to be my favorite Death Grips album, Loki. Really, Government yeah. Plates? Yeah, dude. Everything on that fucking album slaps. Yeah, that's easily the heaviest death grip album. The powers that be is up there too. Powers that be, for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, I really fucked with yours. There, there you go. Now I'm a little bit better lit. Um, Jesus fuck. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, it's shiny now. Wow. Um, fucker, I'm so glad you're a death grip fan, dude. I fucking love death grip so much. I dude, remember, I know. So okay, so do you want to hear how I got into death grips? Because it's it's a little weird. Yeah. Okay, so really quickly, I got into Death Grips because my friend Corwin, he streams on Twitch, check out Corwiggle, um, really fucking tight streamer, he streams death, uh, Dark Souls and just fucking hates himself, it's great, we love it. Um, and so he was like, he was like, yo, have you heard of Death Grips? And I was like, no, I haven't. And so he, he came over uh, to, or no, I came over to his place and he showed me a bunch of their music videos and I was like, oh, that's cool, that's cool. And they were on their hiatus in between Jenny Death and uh on the moon and um so they had jenny that hasn't come out yet and so they were we were waiting on that and then it the video for it dropped oh you guys get to see my cat now there's my cat oh shit i'm yeah. gonna show you my cat too oh fuck yeah let's go catch her oh god jesus you fell hi cat fuck <laughs> nice so it drops like in homeroom it powers that be the music video drops in my homeroom class and we like crowd around me, me and a bunch of our friends crowd around his computer and we just listen to it in homeroom we're supposed to be like quiet working on homework and we're just like trying like vibrating just like out of hype <laughs> just like yes this is exactly yeah. what we wanted <laughs> yes bro yes 
dude death grips is just such an interesting vibe like what do you guys think about like other experimentals especially the newer experimental stuff what do you guys think about like like 100 gex and that kind of like wave that's been coming out recently if you guys have heard much of it i don't, I don't know if you guys have I actually i haven't listened to 100 gex they're interesting they're uh like you know nightcore <laughs> yeah like kind of take nightcore and put it over like a really abrasive beat and that's kind of what 100 kex is it's okay interesting i i really ended up liking it i didn't think i would but i ended up liking it a lot i'll have to listen to it i i can't give an opinion on it but that 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 band soul glow that i sent you earlier takes like a lot of inspiration from death grips they're like a philly hardcore band that has like some like rap influences on some of their tracks and like it's just super abrasive yelly like fuck the government music oh fuck yeah very like rap dude that sounds sick like bad brains plus noise plus rap that sounds like insane yeah dude it's nuts sucker it's nuts you would you would dig it I'm fucking sure I would. Holy shit! Yeah, I, uh, dude, I've been I've been getting into more and more experimental music recently. I I'm finding it harder and harder to just go back and listen to like normal metalcore. Like now I'm like, oh, it needs to be like Sea Space Cowboy. Or I don't fuck with it at all. And I'm like, wait, fuck, what am I doing? Like shit. I need it's to be like, able to listen to normal music, dude. It's like that vein EP fucked me up. Like the one before Arizona, bro. Dude, you're when so When I first right. heard that, I was like, like metal music has a long way to go bro dude yeah Yeah. like i can't listen man i can't hop in the fucking i can't hop in the ride and pull the ox and then immediately play fucking uh stop calling a streamer by cu space cowboy or anything off of vane's record like it's just not the vibe when you hop right in the car i gotta i gotta be able to listen to normal shit too yeah (laughs) yeah you're right like dude that do you you guys remember when vane like got really popular for that hot second when they were like in metal injections and uh articles and shit like that oh yeah and they they didn't they didn't headline this is hardcore but they were like the one right before code orange i'm pretty sure yeah they were yeah yeah, like they they're fucking they they honestly deserve to be fucking big, bro. Oh, they're fucking oh, yeah. Fucking, those dudes make such wild ass music. Dude, they really do. Not only do they make wild ass music, they make really good wild music. Yeah. Cuz like yeah. I I've always said like my issue with like I used to be really into tech death uh, as a genre, but like my issue with a lot of tech death bands is they let their like it's like they're just fucking jacking off their instrument like oh look what i can do <laughs> and then they jack off onto a track and then like nothing comes of it there's no substance at all it's just wiggling on a guitar over like 200 bpm blast beats which sick that's cool you can do that but give me some songwriting yeah. please for the love yeah. of god yeah seriously <laughs> i mean it's like my issue with a lot of guitar solos you know like lucas man from rings of saturn is now kevin you're not coming through but like now you are you're saying about lucas man oh yeah yeah, dude yeah that, that's the thing is that like lucas man came into the deathcore scene and then everything else was downhill from there that's just how i see yeah. it like rings of saturn happened and infinite Annihilator happened and then everything else after that it's like that's the um the event horizon of deathcore <laughs> yeah 
So yeah, no. I I have like that's why I have an issue with like a lot of guitar solos, especially in metal tracks, because like in rock and punk tracks and like hardcore tracks, it like kind of makes sense because it's part of the genre. But like especially in like deathcore or like tech death or whatever, I'm like, okay, we don't need to hear like a fucking minute long guitar solo of the same thing that like DSI did in 1989. Okay, guy, like, can we just move on through the track, please? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I like to hear the vocals and the blast beats, please. <laughs> I would like to hear everything else, please, for the love of God. Yes. I also like to hear the bass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, especially the bass, dude. Like, dude, okay, let me let me tell you, there's nothing that hits harder than when, like, a band for, like, a breakdown or something or, like, a bridge before the breakdown pulls out the lo- vocals and the guitar and it's just bass and drum. There's nothing that fucking gets me going like that, dude. It's just nothing. Shit's tough, totally. bro. What always gets me is, like, too. Oh, the yeah. like the like quick cuts where it's just like everything stops and you just get the like half a fucking second of like dun 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 of like bass and then it just cuts Ooh, right yeah. back in. It's like uh Varials does a good job please. of that. Varials did yeah. a lot of good shit shit like that. That made that's what I think that's ended up being why I liked Varials so much. Like when they first came out, because I was like, I was like, I mean, I know every song basically sounds the same, but like fuck does that did they the cut ins, do they just make it good? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're really good at consistent breakdowns. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially like they're they're dude. That's the thing. Okay, so another question. Uh, going to hardcore really quick. Jumping away from rap a little bit more to go into hardcore. Um, so what's your what do you guys think when you hear like just those dummy tough like heavy hardcore bands? They don't have any real substance other than just being kind of like another cookie cutter like heavy ass band. Like, you know, bands that are, like, trying to be the next Varials sort of thing, or the next Knock Loose sort of thing, where they're just kind of copying a bigger band that does the almost the same genre, or the same sound as them. Like, what do you guys think about, like, that sort of stuff? Because I feel like that happens a lot in metal. Yeah. I think Ron was starting off emulating someone else, but you gotta escape that. I agree. Yeah, and I agree. also, structure-wise, it's so easy and hardcore for people to try to emulate, like, what's good. Like, the Panic chord. Oh, yeah. Like everybody started making breakdowns with the same two note panic chord. And like that sounds really hard, but eventually, you know, to play that out so much is just riding the wave. So, like, why not make it and then add to it, switch up timings with it? You know, eventually you got to evolve it. So, I mean, when I hear bands like that, I don't have disrespect for them because they're contributing cool. And especially with heavy music, especially if it's live, even if they're not a super unique sounding band, but you can mosh to it, you know? Then like they, they can they can put on a good show. You know, but I mean, they're not really moving anything forward. So I don't have any disrespect for them, but I mean, you, you have to you have to keep moving things forward. That's why I respect Vane so much and like what they did, you know, CU Space Cowboy, bands like that, um, Sanction even, you know, they bring the like metallic hardcore vibe back. They bring the converge type sound from the early 2000s metalcore back, back to it. And like, and like that pushes the envelope further than just people trying to be the next. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like, yeah, I, I agree. Cause like one dude, dead ass, I'm not even kidding. So my, when, when Scourge the thing, we got off a set and bef- like while Reggie, our guitarist was pulling down his gear, like this kid, this fucking like kid, this guitar nerd, I don't know who he was. I've never seen him before at the show. He like runs up to Reggie and he's like, what's your favorite two panic chords? Reggie's like, dude, I don't fucking know. Like they're panic chords, man. Like the fuck you mean? <laughs> 
it's like holy shit dude like come on like at least like like that that just makes me like because i remember looking at him and like looking at his face and just watching him like the life drain from him because he spent like he spent like a month dialing in his tone he like his guitar is like super custom super diy like he was super proud of it and his kid just runs up like what's your favorite panic chord He's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's such Fuck. a, it's so sad, man. It, it just is so yeah. sad. You spend all that time like crafting that sound, and it's like that is not the result, bro. The panic chord is not the result. Like anyone could do a panic chord. I could pick up if I knew the chords. I could pick up a guitar and strum a panic chord real quick, dude. It's not hard. All you gotta do is just pull up really fucking high on the highest strings and just fucking like, like. There's cool panic chords, but like, I don't know. If someone like me can pick up a guitar and play a fucking panic chord, like anyone can. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's how it is, is that like panic chords are cool because of the way that where you put them in, in the song and like yeah. how you like yeah. compose them into the song. They're not cool just on their play. own. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. it's all about composite, especially in hardcore. Because hardcore, I mean, I'll be frank. I love it. It's my it's one of my favorite genres on the planet. But, like, it's not exactly the most, like, insane technical masterpiece ever. It's all about the composition and why, like, you're putting things where they are. I mean, that's why Code Orange was so brilliant when they first started coming out. is because they were doing something completely different songwriting-wise than any other band at the, in the field at the time. Totally. Yeah. Totally. That's why I Am King still is something that, you know, is arguably not as, you know, I mean, like that, that changed the whole fucking game, like when they dropped that, you know, but Absolutely. then again, like it's easy for kids to want to ride that wave, you know, but exactly. um, I'm really into hardcore becoming more metallic and industrial and experimental, you know, like with Vane coming out and like they're, they're just the poster boys of that type of thing. So I'm just using them as a good example, but I'm excited to see all the other bands that we don't hear about right now, you know. They're gonna ride that wave, but then add more to it, you know. Because I've I've been thinking that that's what hardcore needed for like a while. Is like the more industrial, experimental, effects-driven type vibe to just add it more, you know. Because I'm a big fan of like Converge and stuff like that, um, early metalcore like that, even Poison the Well, you know, just like old school shit like that that's raw and hard, botch stuff like that. Yeah, like the, no. that real like chaos core energy. Like I think yeah. I think it's definitely something that was needed. I mean, like yeah, and you can you can hear that with uh, from your guys' old uh, music and prying free. You could definitely hear that influence of like that's what you guys were going for and what you wanted was like a more effects driven, more like ambient, more in, like experimental. And it's yeah, I think it also translated to joint ops in general too, which is being like more open to experimentation. Because I think. I think a lot of artists are scared of experimentation, which I understand why. Like, I get why you'd want to put up the same album as last time because the last album sold made it platinum, you know. So like, it gotcha. makes sense. You got bills to pay. But I think I think it's always interesting when what artists choose to change and stuff, and seeing how like safe they can be while also like changing it up. But I think the most interesting thing is like going to an artist and being like, ah that's completely fucking different from your last record holy shit like and even like even with like because i didn't like full full uh disclosure i didn't really like code orange's newest record but i did have to respect the fact that they were changing something up i did have to respect that yeah yeah they they switch some things up i just don't like the mentality that code orange kind of holds because they think they're like the top shit and it's like 
Yeah. yeah, you guys probably sell the most records and you're definitely touring with like big bands and stuff, but it's like that doesn't mean you're like the greatest, most like influential fucking musicians of all time. It's like you guys are kind of yeah. just like you like they kind of did something different, but the sound just didn't really do it for me. And the attitude that they hold is just like we're better than everybody else. It's like, whatever, bro. Well, it's, a, it's such Kevin a break. Calls it being, being the man on the hill. And I think that's a really good way of describing yeah, it. Yeah, it's being the man on the hill, you know, because I mean, I remember how about like their scene they were, you know, and Code Orange used to play this as hardcore like every year because they represented, you know, really hardcore like that. And I mean, just hearing Jamie in interviews now because they're playing festivals with Black Sabbath, like that they're the only relevant thing happening in heavy music and people who don't like it can fuck off. Like if a band makes good material, you know, you know I'll, I'll listen, listen to it regardless, regardless of how the members are. You know, like, like, like it's, it's not, not like the ruin it. That was just so, so disappointing to me, you know, because, because like they inspired so many people by being so about their scene, you know, and being, and same with like, same with like Knock Loose, you know, it's like Knock Loose always represented their scene and where they were from, you know, and they still do. But I mean, for Code Orange to be like that, like, it really just kind of pissed me off. You know, because they kind of just divorce themselves from like that whole sacred mindset of like unity in a hardcore. That's just how I. Subjective, but I hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, I I agree with that. That was probably the most disappointing thing about, honestly, the new their like new like album in general which is their attitude towards it honestly mm-hmm. like i can i can res- I, I didn't like it as much but i always have to give props to like an artist taking a dive and a leap of faith to just be like well fuck it we'll see how this turns out but like always but like fuck you man, like oh, just sorry. seeing the no it's like oh, it's all good like seeing those interviews man and seeing how they've been like treating just the community in general just made me real sad just made me sad yeah it is really sad and you know like i i remember when i am king came out like, I listened to it a day after it came out, you know? I was a sophomore in high school, and, like, I, I loved that album. I loved all that shit. And uh, it just kind of, it, it really is saddening, you know? But it goes to show that that can happen to anybody, you know? Whether you call it selling out, whether you call it losing the faith, whether you call it being the man on the hill, like, that can happen to anybody if they let it, you know? So Exactly. It's good to be aware of that. Exactly. Having that, like, being, like, just humble in general. It's like definitely you gotta be, especially as a band, you like you gotta be humble to at least some degree, because like there's especially especially something as like constantly changing as hardcore, because like I feel like hardcore changes like once every year, something new happens, some other band like pops off at least a little bit, and like something gets changed in some way, maybe like once every two years, but like yeah, like dude, like it's just it, that was really sad to see just yeah. in general. Really, yeah. like huge disappointment honestly 100 percent. moving moving on from that though going back to join ops really quickly um so you guys put out an ep um yeah what are you where are you guys thinking about going next if you guys have plans for that if you don't it's totally fine but i'm just curious um, do we want to get that ep on ultimate Spotify goal is world domination oh yeah of course oh yeah that <laughs> got your real doof insurance um, yeah um we're planning to like move more of our music onto like uh, more streaming platforms and things like that. We want to be making more videos and like once shows start going, like obviously doing that. Like I cannot wait for the world to open back up because like I want join ups to like be a show thing. I want people to see us yeah. and like come out and like like it 
know. I found that it's hard for our group to push our shit like purely on social media because like a lot of us are like really like introverted people kind of shit. So fucking whereas a lot of people kind of like thrive on the whole like social media platform. I, for example, have had like the same amount of followers on Instagram for like three years kind of shit. And like I, I've never been really been under, under able to understand that whole like algorithm. So I feel like the only way that at least me personally, I'm going to be able to like broaden my horizons with this is going to be like in person at a show yeah 100 percent. i feel that like i think i think in my old band me and kevin uh kevin were like the only two people on social media and now kevin's not even on social media so like it's <laughs> like I, I definitely feel that like it's hard to push like stuff if you're not like if you're not on it and like, that's why i think is the worst part about like the internet era for music everything else about the internet era for music i like at least like there's more stuff coming out there's more accessibility to finding new stuff there's there's like constantly you're constantly able to just find whatever you want if you think can think of a sound there's probably an artist who's done it or is close to doing it but like totally. but like dude just the amount of social media presence you have to have to be able to be an artist is fucking yeah. i hate it so much do you have to have to relevant that. and to gain attention oh yeah. yeah yeah it's sad that that's that's become such a mandatory tool like these sort of posts have become the new concert oh yeah it's crazy it's crazy and like i like i like this live streaming stuff with covid but i hope that doesn't become the norm i really hope it doesn't i'd be okay with it I becoming like a possible like a side thing like oh if you can't yeah, make exactly. it to the show yeah. then like here pay five bucks and then you know watch the live yeah. stream or whatever for like discounted from live tickets but like i'd be fine with that but i swear to god if that becomes like oh fuck live shows never again why were we, were we yeah. doing like oh god i'm gonna kill myself dude i can't yeah i, I can't, can't yeah i can't walk, have someone walk by my window and see me throwing down the fucking a knock loose live show <laughs> in my living room bro i can't have that <laughs> happen to me <laughs> feel that kind of feel i mean that. unless you feel like you're in a community like on a discord i mean on not a discord but like on a fucking i never felt that kind of shit but like unless if you get that from that that's awesome but like for example for like people like me i i feel like the for a long time i've always had a really hard time expressing myself in a group setting and until i did like my first live show i was so afraid kind of shit but when i got on that stage i felt like this fucking freedom kind of shit even though i'm surrounded by like a lot of people and if i was in that crowd i'd feel kind of like a shell of myself just because my anxiety and bullshit but like i really hope fucking i get to experience more of that and explore that realm more yeah you guys are oh, yeah. you guys definitely and that, like that adrenaline and that feeling of being live is like nothing else it's like nothing else Absolutely, and you guys have like a really interesting like vibe and sound live because you guys are a group. You're like a big ass group, and so hearing all your voices just kind of like switching off throughout the song and just kind of like vibing off each other is so such like an interesting sound in this like in Washington at least, and it's <laughs> it's cool to see. It's it's really cool to see. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah dude, it's, and like it's, yeah, it's I'm cool excited. To... Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you keep going. I'm I'm just excited to see like where you guys go. Cause I'm excited to be able to actually fucking bump your guys' shit just like casually when it comes on my playlist too. If you guys put your shit on on the more streaming services, because I I constantly you guys are like literally the only reason why I'm on SoundCloud most of the time is like I was like oh, I want to listen to Join Ops. I'll open SoundCloud app. Fuck. <laughs> so it's gonna be nice. SoundCloud is the Bible, bro. 
<laughs> it is it is and i need to i need to get on looking through it more honestly i'm i'm kind of um shunning soundcloud i don't know why i'm just daunting it's, it's daunting. like there's it's like being on a reddit like on fucking a- like an r slash reddit like <laughs> fucking like holy shit it really <laughs> there's like is. a whole other it universe really there's so much yeah. stuff just like you you could just click like browse and then suddenly you're like oh i've never heard of any of these fucking people uh yeah uh, <laughs> it's like it's almost like option paralysis it's like when i open when you open netflix and you just scroll for fucking ever and never pick anything yeah. It's just like, I don't know what to do with any of these options. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've noticed SoundCloud, at least, I know there's a lot of SoundCloud heads, but like, that's why I want to get more of our stuff like um, on Spotify more frequently is because I find it's really hard to get people to like, like go to like people's SoundCloud because a lot of people just aren't, I, I, I don't know more people were and now pe- less people are kind of shit, but I, I find it's a lot harder to get um, people to like, because people want conveniency, especially in this age a lot of the time like a lot kind of shit and soundcloud for a lot of people isn't a very convenient way to listen to music so i definitely yeah and also like the whole check my soundcloud yeah that's such an overused phrase you know people don't really i feel like people don't really take it as seriously as like they could you know yeah 100 percent. it's like it's like diy artists in like Bandcamp. It's so like sending sending people your Bandcamp yeah. link. Like no one's gonna fucking click that, but you send them a Spotify yeah. link for some reason that clicks in their head and they go like, ah, yeah, that website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Bandcamp's like a yeah. better. Yeah. More frequently, yeah. Exactly. Even though like SoundCloud and Bandcamp are objectively better for the artists and better for a lot of reasons, especially since Bandcamp has a streaming service now. Like it. it, it you can comment. Yeah, and like yeah. and it's it's so cool. I I, lo- I love it. But like I just need to actually go and do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. yeah, absolutely. Like it, it's just streaming services in general. It's like, do we, we went from like having to buy CDs to like listen to shit on the radio to like pirating, and then like now we're here at like streaming services yeah. and be and having artists be super underpaid. But it's like, well, at least What's you're cool. being paid. <laughs> What's fair? Like most of like, especially this internet era, most artists make a majority of their money, even if they're signed to a label, through shows. Yeah, kind of absolutely. Yeah, you're 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 not you're never like artists who think they're gonna like make a lot of money on streaming service. It's never gonna happen. That the streaming service is, is to make sure that you have enough people so that when you have, do a show, people show up, and that's where you'll make like the shit you live off of if you actually make it that far in this career. Absolutely, field, absolutely. Kind of shit. Honestly, like, even though it's not much coming back, the vinyl record. Yeah, I mean, because like me and Carl, especially, like I have a lot of friends. Cool that like you know, even though it costs more put an album on vinyl, like sell vinyl at a show and people actually. To me, that's. that's cool. I mean, that's kind of just a side, but you know, <laughs> yeah. 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 Join ops. Yeah, we do. haven't. I don't know. If we decided, but yeah. when we do our like our first like full fledged album, I think we might think about pressing like a hundred vinyls, just if anyone wants to fucking buy them. Kind of shit. That'd be sick. That'd be hella sick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, like. Anyways, it's uh looking like we're about at end for for the live stream and for the for the recording and shit. So really quickly, if you guys want to shout anything out, shout out join ops and stuff. Your your tag is on the live stream right now, so people know you're at join ops okay. and stuff. Okay. But just you know, say, say where you can find be found. Yeah, say yeah. Any solo projects, anything like that. Anything you guys want to just shout out in general. I have um, a solo project on Spotify. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Shameless self promotion, real quick. Join ops. <laughs> Um, shout out Spectre, Yoshi the Kid, yep. G-Lavi, uh, Bob Sauce, 
shout out everybody who's checked out the album go check out the new ep it's on soundcloud it's called no need um it's pretty cool yeah it's pretty good uh mostly produced by yours truly with everybody Mm -hmm. who i just fucking shouted out on on it um we got more on the way uh keep your eyes out like we got work with my man tucker here uh on the way we got fucking lots of fucking music coming it's gonna be cool when shows open up we're gonna fucking make cool shit happen listen to our stuff on soundcloud feel free to get feedback that's my favorite shit when people comment like what it is they like what they don't like just like i i personally i want more feedback kind of shit so if you want to fucking say anything on like any soundcloud track put it up there and i'll probably fucking respond to it kind of shit (laughs) who want the feedback hell yeah guys well sick thank you thank you guys for watching thank thank everyone on the live stream who's been watching um have a good day this has been the wiretap Uh, much love thanks tucker yeah of course much love love, guys much love